Evolutionary.org podcast in the way, guys. This is a compound episode, guys, number 386, but we're doing a little bit something a little different in this one. Steve Smee here and the Rickster. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Hey, what's up, Steve? What's up, guys? How's everybody doing out there? So, Rick, tell the guy, tell the listeners, guys and gals out there what we're doing today. We're doing a supplement compound episode. We're just talking about single ingredient supplements that we've added into our lifestyle, uh, in this, into this uh, anabolic uh, steroid uh, SARM peptide lifestyle of ours. Just things that we've added in there uh, to help us along health-wise, psycho-wise, whatever. And uh, there's so many things that we, we, it was pretty easy to pick them out, wasn't it, uh, Steve? So we're going to do about 10 different single ingredient um nutritional supplements, natural stuff over the counter. You can just buy and incorporate right away and improve your lifestyle. So uh, Steve, you want to get it going? So the first one we're going to talk about today is taurine. Very, very important one. And a lot of guys may have not heard of taurine before, or they may have heard of it, but they're not understanding how important it is. So what is taurine? Taurine is an amino sulfonic acid found in our heart, our blood cell platelets, our brain, and we can get it from food such as meats, seafood, and then we can supplement it very, very easily. It's one of the supplements out there, one of the easiest supplements out there to actually supplement and it's dirt cheap. So more athletes use taurine to their advantage for its ability to increase blood flow and assist heart health than you guys may believe out there. And it's a very, very important ingredient in support supplements, whether you're on cycle or your off cycle. So one of the things you'll notice if you've ever used clambutrol or albutrol, you'll start getting a lot of cramps on, on those. And the reason is, is because you're not supplementing enough taurine in it. If you start supplementing taurine when you're on it, the taurine will help with that blood flow and it'll help with your heart health and actually lessen those side effects. Another problem is with anabolic steroids, especially oral steroids. Winstrol is notorious for giving you some horrible pumps, Dianabol, horrible pumps, especially in the legs. Anovar gives you some nasty, nasty back pumps. So you could be working out and getting a pump, but if you do a lot of cardio, let's say you go for a little mile run, into that run, you're going to notice these really, really bad pumps, which are very, very counterproductive to your health goals. So using taurine when you're on these compounds will actually help relieve those pumps where it won't affect your workouts in a negative fashion, but you'll still get enough pumps to still get, you know, some nice vascularity. So very, very important. So the way that taurine actually works in our body is, like I said, the blood flow. So the studies actually show that it will improve functionality of the heart's left ventricle. So it's going to be good for your heart and good for your blood flow and get everything going. So it's also been shown to lower blood pressure and relax our nervous system. So that helps you. If you keep that stress level down, your body has less to worry about and it'll be beneficial. So taurine is almost mandatory when you're running a steroid cycle. So it does a lot of really good things for your body. It also helps with your liver as well. So it will 
it will definitely help you across the board. So it's a must use on cycle, in my opinion. What's the next one, Rick? Do you want to uh, chime? Do you want to give a little thought on touring, and we'll move on to the next one? Yeah, I'll just add a little bit of extra info to taurine. So taurine is uh, basically an amino acid, is a conditionally essential amino acid, uh, which basically means is not usually essential except in times of illness and stress. Some other conditionally essential amino acids are arginine, cystatine, glutamine, uh, tyrosine, glycine, ornithine, proline, and serine. So it's not like Steve said, also, it, it is not a stimulant. Uh, it's although it's put in, in a lot of energy drinks and stuff because it's supposed to have a, a bit of an stimulating effect on your brain. Somehow uh, tests that have been ran on taurine on animals uh, just shows that uh, the stimulant effects are negligible to almost uh, none. Uh, I think it's, it's a good mix with caffeine because it gives you a little bit more of a clearer mind on caffeine. So your, your brain would, would almost, in my opinion, processes that caffeine like the brain of a person that's got ADHD might, which will get you kind of more focused and, and calm you the fuck down, as opposed to someone who's normal takes in a lot of caffeine and they're kind of jittery, jumping off the walls a little bit. So your, your brain just kind of uses that caffeine a little bit different. That's just my opinion, what I've found on it. But uh, yeah, it's, it's a great one. It's awesome and really a good cure for back pumps and, and some of these pumps uh, you get from a uh, steroid. So yeah. So uh, the next one is that I'm going to bring up is psyllium husk. Psyllium husk, man, that fiber is so important. So important. Your body needs like 30, 40 grams of fiber every single day and you're just not getting it especially if you juice your vegetables and your fruits and you're separating all of the fiber from water and, and some of the energy in that food, man, you need that psyllium husk. I found that as far as fiber goes, the one that sits best with me, the one that really pushes everything through is that psyllium husk. If you don't take psyllium husk every day, you really should. About two to three spoonfuls of it uh, if you can manage it to four or five a day, it's fine. And you'll notice that if you haven't been using a lot of psyllium husk and, 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 you, and you don't have enough fiber in your diet, you'll notice that that first month of doing psyllium husk, three to four spoonfuls a day, big spoons, that you'll actually start to get rainbow color vowels. Like when you go, you have like four different colors in there. It looks crazy. Looks looks like like them like them funny socks kids used to wear back in the day, the different striped colors, and reason for that is that was like stuck things that were stuck up there to your colon from maybe last year, last month, last week, who knows? So the psyllium husk packs that out, drags it out, and that's why you see little different color clusters because those are just different meals, different things some gum you swallowed, who knows, that was just stuck up there in the colon somewhere and that psyllium husk ripped it right out of you. And I mean, there are other fiber options, flaxseed and all these they're the different things you can use as far as fiber goes, obviously. But I found psyllium husk has got the, the best combination. You can do chia seeds. Well, psyllium husk also gels up quite a bit. You know, if you throw psyllium husk in, in water, I like to throw it in milk, funny enough, because it helps feed my opinion, because I do uh, probiotics along with 
mycelium husk. I feel like the milk in there helps with the little probiotic situation. But you got to mix it up quickly and, you know, down the gullet real fast because otherwise it's going to gel up on you. The psyllium husk also creates a little bit of a gel. And it's just the best, man. It's the best for digestion. You feel great. You feel clean. It helps with every aspect of your lifestyle, in my opinion, to just have less uh, waste stuck in your colon. And uh, that's the one, man. What, what else you got, Steve? All right, guys. So the next one I want to talk about is digestive enzymes. So this one, um, this one's interesting because I don't use digestive enzymes all the time. And some of you out there do use them quite a bit because I typically eat we're talking about single ingredient supplements in this episode, which is funny because I typically eat single ingredient foods. So by eating single ingredient foods, my body can easier digest what I eat. But let's say you make a sandwich. You got the bread, you've got the lettuce, you got the tomato, you've got the, the, the meat, you've got cheese, you've got this, you've got that on there. You make a sandwich, you've got six, seven different ingredients that you eat. Or if you're eating a meal, you know, you got four or five ingredients where you eat a meal. That goes into your body. Your body then has to release these enzymes all at the same time to help you digest what you put in your body. The problem is as we age, things like lactose become impossible for us to digest. So our body can't digest that lactose, which is the sugar that comes from dairy, for example. And that's called lactose intolerance. And as you get older, the ability to digest lactose, for example, goes less and less. Same thing with other things in, in our body that we want to digest. So by taking a digestive enzyme before you eat something like a sandwich, for example, or a large meal with a bunch of ingredients, when you go to a restaurant, you have a five-course dinner or a three-course dinner, four-course dinner. In that situation, it's a good idea to take an enzyme before you eat your meal. You take the enzyme, it goes in your stomach, and then the food comes into your stomach afterwards, and it's a bunch of different foods. It's a bunch of different things your body has to process, and your body it gives your body the weaponry to help it digest what you just put in your body. So digestive enzymes are very important. Now, a lot of you might say, oh, Steve, what does it matter? Who cares? Guys, it's not normal to have constipation. It's not normal to have diarrhea. It's not normal to have heartburn. It's not normal to have these problems with our bowel movements where we can't control our bowels or we can't go when we want to go. It's not normal. And a lot of that is because you're putting too much stress on your body. You're eating too many foods, different types of foods. Your body has to process these different types of foods and that stresses out your body. But again, you ask, oh, Steve, what does it matter if I'm stressing out my body? It matters because instead of your body trying to repair itself from a workout and grow that muscle tissue and rest, okay, and, and get your digestive system where it needs to be, where it doesn't have to spend 80% of its energy all day digesting these foods, your body can then translate that to repairing itself, to resting itself, to recovery and all that stuff. And you'll have better results by having proper gut health. So digestive enzymes, if you are wanting to eat something, like I mentioned, a bunch of things all at once, it is very important to take digestive, en digestive enzymes before. Very, very important. So you can get a good quality digestive enzyme product um, and that's going to help you 
contain a lot of things. And it's very important to look at the ingredients, guys. Make sure the product doesn't contain dairy because then it makes no sense. Preservatives, salt, sucrose, soy, wheat, yeast, nuts, corn, gluten, cashew, potato, rice, artificial colors, artificial flavors. That stuff should not be in your digestive enzyme because if you're consuming it, it's going in your stomach and it's got enzymes with it. And then you're throwing more of this crap in your body it's not really going to help you. So make sure you don't go and buy the cheapest enzyme at the, the supermarket. You actually want to go at, you know, to a health food store and get a good quality one. So very, very important to take it before a meal. If you eat, if you're a person who eats a lot of different foods all at once, but if you're like me, you eat single ingredient foods, I know what I'm putting in my body. I know if I eat a sweet potato, I know that sweet potato is going on my body. I'm not putting other stuff in my body at the same time. Then I don't need a digestive enzyme because I can digest that potato. But some of you may not be able to digest even a potato by itself. So everybody's different. So you have to know what foods you need an enzyme for and what foods you don't. So you should not need a digestive enzyme before every single meal. If that's the case, then your diet needs to be worked on. Rick? So when it comes to digestive enzymes, the two that you really want to uh, have with your food there is pepain and bromelain. Pepain is an actual enzyme that comes from the papaya plant. Uh, the pepain is in the, funny the way I say it, uh, it's in the fruit, is in the roots, is in the latex that comes out of the plant, is in the leaves, is everywhere. The other one you want to fucks with is bromelain. Now, bromelain, spelled B-R-O-M-E-L-A-I-N, that one comes from pineapples. And that's not really a single enzyme. It's a mixture of enzymes. If you've ever had like a really good organic pineapple, old school organic pineapple, and you, you try to eat the heart of it, your whole mouth would sting, would hurt pretty, pretty bad after a while. A reason for that is the bromelain in that papaya is breaking down. Those enzymes are breaking down the proteins in your mouth, the meat in your mouth is getting broken down by this enzyme. And that's what, and when you swallow it, that's what it does in the gut. Obviously your digestive tract, your, your gut has, has a mucus layer that protects it from, from enzymes like this. So although it might sting your tongue, once you swallow it is good. So what I used to do is I take those hearts, break them, cut them into pieces, put them in my mouth, bite them once, down the gullet with some water down and that's a nice good way to get organic bromelain which bromelain it's a mixture of different little enzymes that it's just usually labeled as bromelain on supplement fact panels papain is a single enzyme that we've identified in, in papaya and any good digestive enzyme mix will usually have uh those two if you can just incorporate good organic papaya and organic pineapple into your diet that'll go a nice long way because there's, there's a good bit of papain in that fruit, um, believe it or not. Matter of fact, you, you can use papaya, mush it up, and you and put it in a Tupperware with meat um, to actually uh, um, soften the meat before you cook it. It's a, it's a trick a lot, of, uh, a lot of restaurants use down in South America to take uh, cuts of, of beef that maybe weren't that choice and make them nice and soft mix it with papaya. So these are all, um, you know, th those are the two enzymes that you mainly want to want to focus on as a bodybuilder because of the high amounts of uh, uh, proteins that we eat. Um, what's interesting, what's interesting, Rick, um, 
when you eat a papaya, like after your meal, like as your dessert, you'll notice on your next couple bowel movements, your shit will actually smell like papaya. Oh yeah. Well, one of the good effects that like, ha- like eating pineapple and papaya every day, I'm going to get into the next one. It segues right into the next, into the next, into the next uh, ingredient um, is that it, it makes your body smell nice. The pineapple has been known to make your semen smell nice and it, the and the, the papaya yeah your bowel movements your body your... I'll, I'll have to take your uh, word on that one buddy well as we discussed on our last episode you know when you um you know when you have a a female that you you live with and she's in contact with your semen sometimes they mind the smell if you're on that sauce if you're on that trend and you and your semen change the smell they might not they might not like that so much so that goes into my next uh, compound here liquid chlorophyll liquid let me tell you bros out there about liquid chlorophyll this might be the one compound that i'm um i should, I should say the one supplement i'm thinking about incorporating into my product line just because i i like it so much uh liquid chlorophyll is an internal deodorant that acts that way you drinks uh, about one or two spoonfuls of liquid chlorophyll. I like to, if I haven't used it in a while, I like to front load three, four days, about three spoonfuls of it, depending on, on how concentrated it is. You could get the little capsules. Those are way more concentrated, less diluted. And it makes you smell, it makes you smell nice. Your your body odor just completely goes away. After you've been take, drinking liquid chlorophyll for about two, maybe uh I'd say two, maybe a, a, a 30 day, two, two weeks, 30 days, four weeks. I mean, it starts working really early on, but you notice it everywhere, man. And your bowel movements in your BO armpits everywhere, man. It kind of just neutralizes the way you smell. And I've really liked it because I've, um, you know, I like, I like meeting girls, going out with them, going places with them and um, like going to hotels, with bishes, you know, that I just met a couple of weeks ago. And it's kind of nice to like smell completely neutral, like your clothes, everything, your clothing, you just, you just smell like whatever fragrances you apply on yourself because it really helps just kind of wipe away your odors. So liquid chlorophyll, really nice one for that. I really, uh, really like it. Yeah, I used I used to use liquid chlorophyll too back in the day when I was an endurance athlete, and it really helped me hydrate. It seemed to really help me cleanse and hydrate. So it's a good one if you if you live in a hot climate and you're sweating a lot and you you know you like endurance and stuff. It's a really good one. You know, guys out there doing uh, androgens, doing these steroids, having the, this high protein diet, um, depending on what you're what your body chemistry is some of y'all might smell a little strong out there and just your nose gets used to it your nose gets used to it but anybody else's doesn't and you might you might you might smell a little a little strong man you might you might have a little bit a little strong smelling doing you know a gram a week of steroids and having you know over 100 grams of protein every day um you might be a stinky little guy you don't fucking know it so uh, the liquid chlorophyll, I mean, it's just, it neutralizes all that odor and you could, and you could smell the results in your fucking laundry bag. Okay. I mean, it's, it's good. It's good. It's a good one. It's a good one. To incorporate. I, I do like a month on 
then a month off, then a month on. And once you've done a month on, the effects last for a couple more weeks. Um, it, it takes a little while for for your natural body odors to come back. And yeah, man, like I like I said in the last one, everything from smell of your jizz to smell of your poo to smell of just everything, it begins to, it improves, it changes, it, it makes a very uh, neutral smelling um, to us, I guess. Next one we're going to talk about is krill oil. And krill oil, guys, it's not a actual fish, oddly enough. It's actually a tiny crustacean, looks like a, uh, like a baby shrimp. So those of you who have aquariums, I used to have a saltwater aquarium. And I used to have a little puffer fish and I used to feed him uh, krill. He used to love uh, eating krill out of my hand. So I'm familiar, I've been familiar with krill for a long time. Uh, by the way, never get a saltwater aquarium, guys. It's uh, so you it's feed a- your, so you be, so you feed your baby shrimp to the puffer fish, buddy? Yeah, he, he okay. would, I, I'd hand feed him, but um, yeah, okay. uh, saltwater crams are a lot of work, guys. Uh, don't don't go and get a saltwater cram because I mentioned that unless you 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 it's a hobby. I'll put it that way. It's a job. So what is so why should you be using krill oil? So krill oil has omega threes, EPA, DHA. These are healthy fats, guys, and we need these healthy fats as, as athletes to function properly. We need good fats in our diet. The American diet, I've, you know, I, I, I've had clients um, actually sit down with me and we've gone over their diets. And it's funny, the typical American diet, Rick, has no good fats at all, zero. So how can you expect guys to function properly if you don't have good fats? Fats are very, very important. This idea that fats are bad for you, oh my God, fats are calorie dense, so we shouldn't be consuming fats. It's just absolutely incorrect. Good fats are very important in our diets. They're very important to keep our our organs functioning properly. But again, we go back to what I was talking about earlier. Well, Steve, you know, so what? I don't care about my organs. I'm a bodybuilder. I just want to bodybuild. I just want to gain muscle. Here's the thing, inflammation joint pain, arthritis, even if you don't care about your heart health, a lot of bodybuilders don't care. They don't even look at their blood pressure. They don't even look at their cholesterol. They're too scared to. You're not going to be able to work out if you've got joint pain and arthritis. You're not going to be able to work out if you're inflamed all the time. You're not going to be able to work out if you are in pain. You get in your car to go to the gym and you step in your car and you're like, ah, my hip, ah, my knees. Oh, my ankles. How are you going to work out? So very, very important, guys, that you're getting your good good fats. And krill oil is a really, really good reason to do it. And then on the environment. I talk a lot about on the environment, guys. I, I don't just sit here and, and talk to you guys about the environment. I actually live it. I don't, I don't drive a gas-powered car. Okay? So, you know, I recycle. I do all these things in my life. I'm not one of these hypocrites that, that come on here and, you know, um, drive a Hummer, you know, and talk about the environment, but in our environment guys, it all comes back to us as well. It's the same thing. Um, salmon, when you buy, you know, a lot of these oils, these cheaper oils, it, they've been overfished and there, you can't even catch any salmon anymore on the, on the East coast. It's gone. So the only salmon really that's out there when you go buy salmon or you buy salmon oil or you buy fish oil, Rick, it's all farm raised. And when it's farm raised, 
they put all these hormones and all these antibiotics and all this crap. They feed that to the fish. It gets into the water. It gets into the rivers and it flows into the, into the oceans. The other problem is it goes on your body and you're putting all this crap on your body. So very important to know the difference between, you know, poor quality seafood, poor quality krill oil and good quality. I'm sorry, and bad quality fish oil and good quality krill oil. Good quality krill oil, much healthier for you and much better for the environment overall. So, Rick, you got anything you want to add? I agree. I make a krill oil product in my brand. So a little small bottle that, you know, I just, we don't, it's not a huge seller. I, I toss it in as, as a gift uh, a lot for a lot of dudes just to give it a shot. But yeah, krill oil is great, man. It's just gets a little pricey, gets a little bit up there to really have enough, but you don't have to make krill oil all of your daily fat intake. You could make it a portion. Krill oil is great. And let me tell you, going on to our next uh, supplement, let me tell you an oil you can uh, take a lot of in every day. You take it, you eat it, you could slather on you, you could do anything you want with it. Coconut oil. Coconut oil, coconut oil, motherfucking coconut oil. It is the best you can cook with it. You can actually just spoon it out of the uh, out of the damn container and eat it just like that. I have. It's incredible. Uh, you can use coconut oil for massages. You can use coconut oil on skin uh, on skin that's um, that's healing. You can use coconut oil as intimate lube. You can use coconut oil pretty much anywhere. You take your Q-tips, put them in a little bit of coconut oil before you stick them in your ears to get the waxes out. That oil get in there and and I'll, um help loosen some of that wax out sometimes. Um, take I mean it's a lot you can do with coconut oil, and it's got some properties that make it antiviral too. So it's it's got a it's got a whole bunch of benefits. It does work as an antiviral. Um, and some of the different oils, some of the different lipids that make up the coconut oil um, have been shown to really do and work very well as antiviral. Uh, some of it, some of it has antibacterial properties, obviously not against all viruses and all bacteria, but at least some of the main ones that us humans are concerned with um, it. So, I mean, it's, it's just, it's an incredible thing to have coconut oil where I pick it up. I, um, if you go to like in your area, if you got like a Marshall's or a BJ's or a TJ Maxx or one of those spots, they got a little supplement corner and they'll always have some brand of coconut oil that's on closeout sale. It'll be like three to five bucks for a huge big ass container. And that's been a, a good source of cheap coconut oil. You just got to read through the label, make sure it's organic, maybe go to the website and, and, ch and check out the brand um, that, that packaged this, make sure that they're legit. But that's just a good cheap way or order it online in a bunch of different places. But uh, yeah, coconut oil. What, 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 what do you think, buddy? Yeah, so very important. I'm going to tell you guys exactly how to pick out the right coconut oil because it matters. Okay, we again, we go back to, oh, Steve, it doesn't matter. I'm bodybuilding. Blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter what coconut oil get. It matters. The coconut oil that you use for sex or you, you massage with, that's fine. Get, get the cheap stuff. But if you want the coconut oil that's nutritious for you, the one that's you have got to look for unrefined and cold pressed. Those are the two things to look for. Um, 
obviously organic as well is important organic and not be cold pressed and not be unrefined so the reason for that is when coconut oil goes through a refining process it burns away the nutrition out of it so it's kind of pointless to consume something that's refined it makes no sense guys uh it'd be like um taking a, a, a piece of broccoli and frying it in canola oil till it's like black and then eating that like, Oh, I'm eating broccoli. Well, that's not healthy. So obviously the healthiest broccoli would just to lightly steam it or even, even eat it raw if you can tolerate it. Um, so again, look for unrefined and cold press and it's not expensive. I buy a tub from whole foods or you can buy the same brands from, from Amazon and it's like like 12, 13 bucks for a whole tub. And it lasts me like two months or more. So, and again, like Rick said, add it to your stuff. Don't be scared of the fat that, or the calories that's in it. Those aren't bad fats and those aren't bad calories that are going in your body. You can actually, it's interesting. If you consume that raw, unprocessed, unrefined coconut oil, you put it in your body, it will not cause an insulin spike in your body. So you will not store fat by consuming it, even though it's a lot of calories. One spoonful of coconut oil is 130 calories. That's fine. You can have five spoonfuls, 600 calories. It's not going to make you fat because it's not giving you that insulin response. So very, very good to use it. I use it in everything. I use it with my rice. I use it with my meats. I use it with with everything guys on my salads, everything, or you can just eat it raw. Like Rick said, so really, really good. All right, guys. So the next one we're going to talk about is melatonin. So don't confuse melatonin with melanotan, which is a peptide they use for tanning, but melatonin is you guys probably have heard a lot about this one and what melatonin does in our body. It's a hormone that's made by our pineal, pineal glands. And it's a pea-sized gland in our brain, all right? Um, so what happens is around sunset, our melatonin levels go up. And then around sunrise, they go down. So when they go up, that signals to our body, it's time for sleep. And then when they go back down in the morning, it signals to our body, hey, it's time to wake up and go hunt, go fix the shelter, go you know, um, find water, find food, whatever. So that's something that's found with humans and other animals as well, obviously, that that's basically our clock, okay? So problem is when you consume things like stimulants and caffeine, all this stuff, it throws off our body. So that melatonin cannot increase before bed. The main problem too, obviously, is electronics. If you're up watching TV at 10 o'clock at night, you're getting that blue light. Your body's not going to start producing that melatonin. It's going to be hard for you to fall asleep. So you can either shut your electronics off at sunset, which is what we're supposed to do, or you can be like me since I'm a workaholic and I like to watch TV as well. I have to watch my sports. You can just get some blue blocker glasses and put those on, and that will help you produce melatonin so you can fall asleep. But at the end of the day, some of you out there, your work schedules are, are crazy. You like to work out late because of your work. 
et cetera, et cetera. And you may not be in a situation where you can be like Tom Brady, who worships sleep so much that he's in bed by eight, nine o'clock every night. So in that situation, you can take this, you can supplement melatonin and you can actually get the benefits of being able to fall asleep that way. So, but, so follow all that, all that advice I'm telling you. And then you can also supplement it as well. And a lot of guys do use it in supplementation and it has other benefits. It can help you with other problems in your body. It can help you with nighttime blood pressure. It can help you with different types of things like, you know, um, anxiety and stuff like that as well. So that all kind of domino, it's a domino effect of not sleeping well, not being able to fall asleep and having all these other problems that can be simply solved by sleeping on a regular schedule and doing all this stuff. But in modern society, we're too smart for ourselves and we sometimes need to supplement this stuff. So in that situation, there's a really good product called N2Sleep, which has melatonin and has other products. Rick, you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, N2Sleep has actual melatonin. It's got GABA. It has a valerian root. It's got a couple of different things in there to help you knock out. Melatonin on its own is great. Like Steve said, make sure you turn the lights off. If you take that melatonin and you don't turn the lights off, you burn right through it. You burn right through it. You, you want, you'll feel a little bit weird, but you won't really get that the full effect from it. Turn the lights off. When you take the melatonin, you are good for, for a good night's sleep. So yeah, and to sleep is a, it's a really, really good product. Um, if you like to use melatonin, a bit of a stack, make it a little bit stronger. Uh, the next compound um, supplement here is going to be Fidoja agrestis. Fidoja agrestis. You, you guys already know I love herbs. I've been um, into herbs to help me improve my lifestyle, my health in one way or another since I was a kid. You know, some of my uh, after school job money, some of the first uh, purchases I made were at the local supplement store. So Fidoja agrestis is of special interest for the bodybuilder because it really it really addresses and fixes and helps you in the way that ster in the same way that steroids damage you. So it's very specific to what your stero what the steroids are doing to you. For Doja Agrestis, I learned about 2006, 2005, 2006-ish. I first learned about it from a Nigerian doctor that did uh, some of his thesis studies on herbs and he ran a really nice uh, test with mice which which basically showed that the fedosia was increasing testosterone levels by 200 percent 200 fucking percent that's a good increase and got some samples uh brought them over from from overseas of the actual now uh, a dry plant uh ran some pilots gave them out to some folks i know and guess what had some buddies grow their nuts back after having been on steroids or TRT for years, some gym bros. And once this herb was making people's testicles grow, grow back to size, I said, okay, um, 
we've got something special here. You know, we've got something something going here. So for Doja Grestis, if you're a steroid user, best herb to take during your steroid cycle to block some of the effects from suppression. Best one to take with your post-cycle therapy. I, I started like taking Tribulas along with Clomid when I was uh, way, way younger before I, I started my own company uh, because I helped it improve my mood while on that Clomid. For Doja Grestis does some of that too. And it has a, a bit of a, uh, of a cool kind of funny effect. You have some pretty cool damn dreams on it. Cool dreams, like in color that you can remember. You know, just cool, cool fucking dreams. It's just another thing that it, it just, it's a little bit of a side effect. You you won't get it all the time. You get it a couple of nights a week. But when you get one of these Fadoja dreams in color that you remember everything that happened from front to end, you'll be like, all right, that, that's, that's, that, that's, that's a Fadoja working. Um, that... It, it'll get your testicles back to size. You'll be ejaculating quite a much larger amount than you would otherwise. So, Steve, if you're on, if you're on AC Generate, for sure, for sure, make sure to pull out like like discussed on the last pot, last podcast. Make sure you you right on time too. So when um, I used to do when I used to be in the porn industry, that's what we would we would take a bunch of Fedosia, we take a bunch of Fenugreek. We'd be blowing loads like crazy. Nelson Montana actually he taught me that because he used to be in the uh, into porn. He used to be a porn <laughs> a porn star up there in uh, New York. So he did some movies and he taught me to do that. Him and uh, what's his name, Ron Jeremy, he used to do some four um, four foursomes with Ron Jeremy, and he would do. Uh, he he taught me that. <laughs> Funny guy. So. So yeah, for Doja Agrestis, steroid user, it's it's right up your alley. It's it's out of uh, out of all the herbs that are, are available out there for sexual enhancement, testosterone boosting. For Doja, really is the best herb out of all the herbs available, in my opinion. If you are on the sauce, what else you got, Steve? Next one we're talking about is Taro Salt Diacolic. Oh wait, wait, or- wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. and and uh, yeah, guys, uh. Fidoja Grestis, um, you get a thousand milligrams of it in my end to generate product. So go to uh, www.hcgenerate.com uh, and you could there uh, read some more about it and, and find a place to buy it or go to um, Amazon and type in n2generate.com, hcgenerate, or just n2generate on Amazon or on Google and you'll be able to find us. n2generate product used to be called hcgenerate. We first launched it almost a decade ago, but the the banks that process credit cards they didn't like me having something in my store calling and calling it HC Generate and and they were uh, the intermediary for that purchase. So I said you got you got to change the name or we can't do this. So uh, about four years ago, uh, three years ago, I ended up being forced to change the name and I changed it to N2 Generate to go along with the N2BM my N2BM nutrition brand. So N2 Generate. Google it, go to hcgenerate.com and uh, check it out, man. It's the best way to get a Fedoja with the Tribulus, with the Fenugreek, with Tongat Ali. You got good stuff. So um, what else you got, Steve? The next one I'm talking about is Tutka, Tarioxicolic. And that one, uh, you spell that out, Rick. The whole one, the whole thing, please. I'm uh, just kidding. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm just yeah, kidding. Yeah. It's, a, it's a long name, guys. So it's, it's, uh, well, we just call it Tutka for sure. And Tutka is a really interesting compound. Tutka is very, very important 
if you use oral steroids, if you use steroids in general, it's very important to use it on cycle. And I'm going to explain to you why. Um, basically, what it is, is it's a bile acid derivative. And it's used in medicine around the world. Example, in Europe, they use it to actually treat liver disease. So it also enhances protein folding and protects cells against stress. So it also can help you improve systematic insulin resistance and it decreases triglyceride levels. So it does a lot of different things. At the end of the day, it is a water soluble biosol and it's found in our bodies. But again, when we use anabolic steroids and because of our constant throwing these hormones and these drugs in our bodies, we have to supplement this to get more of it. So when you use anabolic steroids, your liver gets strained, your kidneys get strained, even if it's injectables, you still get some strain. If you use 17 alpha alkylated oral steroids, it's even worse. They get hammered. SARMs, they hammer your liver. Anything you put in your body, guys, it's going to hammer your liver. It's going to hammer your kidneys. So it blows away milk thistle. It blows away Lie 52. It blows away all these other liver aids that guys have been using over the years. So it is a must use. So if you're using a support supplement, you need to look for that. Look for Tutka. You might, it's probably going to show up as a long word, T-A-U-R-O-U-R-S-O-D-E-O-X-Y-C-H-O-L-I-C. Toro Psy Deoxycholic. That's the whole pronunciation. So you may not see Tutka on the bottom, but you will see that long word on the bottom that I just spelled out for you guys. So look for that. If they don't, if your support supplement does not have this, then it's crap. It's crap. Don't even waste your time. This is the stuff you want to be using. And it's also found in N2Guard. So Rick, tell us a little bit about Tutka and N2Guard. All right, so I'm decent with pronunciations. I'm going to take a crack at this one. Tauror. Wait, one more time. Tauror. So dexoclic acid. No, I can't do it. Tarar so dexoclic acid. I don't know how to pronounce that, but that's it's a long name. Tutka is, is the shit. It's uh the best way to keep your liver safe while on steroids. Nowadays, old Tutka comes really from a uh it's it's synthesized, a synthetic Tutka is what we're all using now. But many, many, many years ago, um, the way Tutka used to be used to come about is they'd have bears in cages with a cathara right from their gallbladder all the way out to a, a little through a drip tube out to the outside of the cage and they would uh they would harvest this this bile from live bears through their lifetime and then that bile would be would be dried up and that bile is it would be a high percentage of tutka then they would refine it and you'd have your Tutka. This is when it first hit the market many, many, many years ago. Nowadays, um, molecule is being uh, 
made synthetically in a lab works just as great works just as good and is uh and it's animal safe so uh Turka is the truth. I mean, it's, it, it is. If you're a steroid user, look, milk fizzle works for a lot of different things. And, then, you know, Prekaliv is another one that's a steroid user. It's going to go into my, our, our honorable mentions here at the end of the podcast. If you're on – okay, so there's certain liver helpers that if you are on steroids are, are specifically perfect for you. Tutka and Prekaliv are the two. Everything else that's great for your liver, it's great if you like a drinker or if you just general liver health, general liver health, whatever it is, those are good. But if you're talking about actual steroid use, uh, Tutka, Prickleaf, it's kind of what what you want to do. Um, any other honorable mentions there, Steve? So I mentioned Prickleaf. That's a good uh, honorable mention. Um, so I'll go down the line. Thorine, um, L-thionine. It's another really decent one. It's another, it's another amino acid that has a very good common effect and works really well with caffeine and with other stimulants. L-thionine, I like that. Um, also, uh, a chia seeds for fiber, that's also great. Um, as far as digestive enzymes, we we got those perfect uh, probiotics. Those probiotics, just making sure to get those good cultures inside of your body uh, quickly. That's also uh, pretty damn good. And um, what else you got, Steve? Yeah, I think you covered it, man. I think you covered it. I think it's very a- Any good honorable mentions that you used that we didn't uh, get to today? <clears throat> um, That's about it, man. That's, that's about it. I mean, at the end of the day, guys, nutrition, nutrition, nutrition. That's the number one thing. So you I, I, know you, sure. I know you're ready to end the podcast when you start doing the Muppet voice. <laughs> you start doing that muppet. Hey, I guess Rick, uh, Rick, you know. What I mean? <laughs> we do that muppet voice. I know. All right, Red, Steve's done with this podcast. I mean, I want to say like stuff like a greens powder and stuff like that, but I don't. I don't consume those anymore. So at the end of the day, it's not really a single ingredient supplement. So I think we covered them, man. I think yeah, yeah, them. yeah. Dandelion root is good for the liver as well. That could be one. And then um, dandelion's not bad. Dandelion's ginger, bad. ginger is another one. Um, ginger is, is very good as well, especially for, for like the gut health. I know a couple of supplement guys that believe ginger helps with, uh, control estrogen as well a little bit. So, yeah. And if you're ever going on an airplane, you can just chew on ginger root. As soon as you are boarding and as soon as you get on the plane, just chew on some ginger root and that will help your emotion sickness. So that's that's a good option for you, a natural solution. Because Dramamine is crap. Like if you read what's in Dramamine, it, you don't want that going in your body. I, I can't believe the stuff that they they put they they sell as medicine. Well, the 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 best uh, thing for motion sickness, seasickness even, comes from a tree, but you probably don't want it in your body. It's called scopolamine, <laughs> and uh, they put a little patch of scopolamine sometimes in the back of your ear to so that you don't have a of motion sickness on on boats and like even it's but i mean it's it's a very hard drug like uh like if if somebody gave you enough scopolamine you would like do whatever they say have no will like kind of fucked up like that scopolamine but that's uh it comes from a plant comes from a tree it's this tree that bears some big white flowers and um it's you know the shit for motion sickness but it's a very heavy uh, narcotic 
All right, so that sums it up. Hope you guys enjoy this. Come on the forums, check it out. For Steve, me, and Rick, this has been another episode, episode 386. Talk to you guys next week. Have a good one, Steve. Have a good one, guys. the require legal disclaimer we are only sharing our experience from years of steroid use we are not doctors and none of what we say should be regarded as medical advice always check with your doctor before taking any drugs or starting any training program